Hello and welcome to Market Talks, a series of weekly podcasts produced by Argos discussing the main events impacting the commodities and energy sectors in Brazil and around the world. My name is Camila Dias, I'm Argos Brazil Bureau Chief, and in today's episode I talk to Alessandra Mello, Deputy Editor of the Argos Brazil Grains and Fertilizer publication, about the advance of the grain sector's share of the Brazilian stock market, a phenomenon that intensified in 2021. Welcome, Alessandra. Thank you, Camila. I'm glad to be here again at Market Talks. Alessandra, we know that agribusiness is an important part of the Brazilian economy when we talk about wealth generation, for example. Is this also reflected in the stock market? Look, Camila, actually not as much as it should. Although agribusiness represents almost 27% of GDP in the stock market, this share is only 4%, considering the market value of the companies. But this situation is beginning to change, and analysts believe there is great potential for growth. In fact, there was a first wave in the late of 2000s when meat packers and also sugarcane mills decided to go public. It was also at this time that two companies linked to the grain sector, SLC and Brazil Agro, debuted on the B3, the current name of the Brazilian Stock Exchange, which at the time was still called Bovespa. But then, there was a lull in the sector on the stock exchange. And what is the main characteristic of those grain sector companies that have shares trade on the Brazilian stock exchange, Alessandra? Well, one of the curiosities is that in Brazil, we have large companies focused mainly on the planting and harvesting of soybeans, corn and cotton. I talked to several executives of the sector and they affirm that globally, including in the USA and in Europe, the agribusiness companies listed in stock exchanges are mostly trading or processing industries or even those that supply inputs for agriculture, such as fertilizers, pesticides and machinery. Here we have these two companies, SLC and Brazil Agro, which focus on crops. They own countless farms in the main producing regions of Brazil in a corporate farming model. Interesting. And these companies that have been on the exchange longer linked to grain production, have they been able to achieve what they expected when they went public? Until the beginning of this year, uh, the highlights were really these two companies that I mentioned. The first company dedicated to the cultivation of grains and oil seeds to go public on the Brazilian Stock Exchange was SLC, which in the 2020-21 season planted 470,000 hectares. It's a traditional group from southern Brazil, created in 1977, which decided to do its IPO 30 years later, in 2007. The strategy was to accelerate the company's growth, and it seems to have worked out well. The offering reached 490 million Brazilian reals, or $234 million at that era's exchange rate. At the end of September this year, 
SLC's market value was calculated at 8.5 billion Brazilian reals, or currently $1.5 billion, following growth in Brazilian grain production and higher prices. Well, recently, uh, SLC bought another large group listed on B3 that's focused on grain production. Terra Santa is the name. Thus, in the 2021-22 cycle, it should reach 660,000 hectares of crops, mainly of soy, corn and cotton, distributed in 22 farms in seven Brazilian states. To sum up, in these 14 years, the market value has grown almost 19 times in nominal terms without considering inflation, of course. And the planted area grew more than five times as well, considering that soybean and corn productivity in Brazil has also grown a lot in the last decades and that these corporate farms usually have above average yields per hectare. This was certainly one of the contributions to the leap Brazil has been taking in grain and oil seed production. And how about the Brazil Agro? Uh, was the model similar, Alessandra? Look, Brazil Agro went public when it was founded in 2006, but initially the company focused on the rural property market, the buy and selling of farms. However, over time, it started investing in the cultivation of products such as soy, corn and sugarcane as a way to take advantage of these properties it had. We talked to Ana Paula Zerbinati Ribeiro, the company's investor relations manager, and she told us that the controlling shareholders of Brazil Agro were familiar with capital markets and knew that going public would be a success as the company hit its business targets in just five years. Among the partners that time were businessmen linked to agriculture in Argentina, to the real estate sector in Brazil, and also a private equity fund. In 2012, the company was also listed on the New York Stock Exchange. When they started, they thought they would have 60,000 hectares under cultivation. And today the company has 200 75,000 hectares between properties and preserved areas of which 161,000 hectares are occupied by crops. When Brazil Agro went public, it was valued at 580 million Brazilian reais, and today its market value is 3 billion Brazilian reais. Well, as we said, this year, 2021, was the turn of a new wave of agribusiness in the capital markets, right, Alessandra? Explain that to us, please. Yes, that's right. The strongest growth this year has been among companies that support the cultivation of soy and corn mainly. We know that it has been a very turbulent year in the capital market, and even so, we had three agribusiness debuts at B3. The three groups do not have their own cultivation areas, but work in partnership with farmers, doing activities such as seed processing, production storage, and crop commercialization. The most recent IPO of this type was of AgroGalax at the end of July. 
The company's focus is to provide services to farmers with emphasis on retail through the sale of inputs such as pesticides and fertilizers, but with a strong performance in buying from producers, storing grains for them and selling the production to trading companies. The group, which is controlled by Aqua Capital Fund, has been acquiring large input reseller networks and today has more than 100 stores in the main producing regions of the country, in addition to 19 silos and its own production of 2 million bags of seeds. In the IPO, the company raised 350 million Brazilian reals. And to get an idea, in September, its market value was estimated at 1.5 billion Brazilian reals. I talked to Marco Teixeira, Chief Operations Officer at AgroGalix, and he said these financial resources will be used for the company to continue investing and growing. They intend to make new acquisitions and grow twice the market average. Alessandra, and what were the other companies that debuted this year? Look, also in July, the Brazilian Stock Exchange had the debut of Tres Tintos Agroindustrial, with similar activity to AgroGalax, but with greater representation in southern Brazil. The IPO raised 1.3 billion Brazilian reals, the largest sum raised by a new agribusiness in 2021. The company operates in the retail of agricultural inputs, in the commercialization of grains, and also in industrialization with factories that produce soy meal, soy oil, and biodiesel. Trestentos told us that the purpose of entering the stock market was to finance the company's expansion to the central west region of the country, which leads the national production of grains. For now, the evaluation has been very positive. Trestento said that agro is also benefiting from this greater presence of individuals investing in the stock market in Brazil, something that was not common here. The company said that two months after the IPO, it already had more than 12,000 individual shareholders accounting for more than 13% of the company's free float, and it was an IPO aimed at qualified investors, those who have investments worth more than 1 million Brazilian reais. The market value of Trestentos is currently around 5 billion Brazilian reais. This movement also marks an advance for the agribusiness companies in terms of governance rules, better management of the business, Yes, Camila, this is a differential of the companies that have been growing, becoming more professional. And it also has a lot to do with this new generation connected to the countryside. There was another IPO this year that could be an example. It was Boa Safra Sementes, which focused on soybean seed production and processing. The IPO fulfilled the dream of chief executive Marino Copo, the son of a farmer. Copo went to the US to study economics. The conversation with him was interesting. He told us that in the 70s, his father went to Goiás State 
First, he had an input retailer. Then he also had a farm, but nothing very relevant. And he went to study abroad. When he returned to Brazil in 2008, they focused on the production of soybean seeds and invested in management softwares and also in cold chambers for seed storage. Marino Copo said he always told his father that he dreamed of taking the family business to the stock exchange. He ended up approaching those who make the capital markets in Brazil groups such as XP, corporation, the broker, and the result was the IPO of Boa Safra in April this year. Today, he celebrates the increase in the number of shareholders. There were 17,000 right after the IPO, and now there are 40,000 shareholders, according to Marino, in partnership with 170 farmers who planted 95,000 hectares. Last year, 100,000 big beds of seed were produced with 5 million seeds each bag. In this harvest, the expectation is to reach 130,000 bags. And at the time of the IPO, at the end of April, the value per share of Boa Safra was around 10 Brazilian reais reaching 16 two months later, and in September it was close to 14 reais, following the devaluation that the Brazilian Stock Exchange presented in general. So that small percentage of participation of agribusiness that we talked about in the beginning of our podcast tends to grow, right, Alessandra? Yes, it's true. I believe so. I talked to an executive that is part of the board of directors of several agribusiness companies, Julio Toledo Pisa. He is also the former president of Brazil Agro and current partner of the Matter Capital. He explained that the agribusiness chain is very long and that until recently, the capital market was restricted to the trading and transformation agribusiness, just as we see in developed countries. But over time, family farming groups have grown, and today the companies are of a size compatible with the stock market before they were not big enough. These groups have also advanced in management and more transparent governance rules. All sources that I talked with for this story agreed with this growth trend. They say that the capital market was unaware of the agricultural business. The market really did not know how the sector worked. But now, with its growing presence, capital markets is slowly becoming more familiar with the features of agribusiness. And considering that not long ago, Brazil dreamed of producing 100 million tons of grains and that the country is set to produce nearly 300 million tons in 2022. I should say that agribusiness in the stock market really has everything to keep growing. 
That's right, Alessandra, and we'll keep a close eye on it. Thank you so much for being with us. These and other episodes of our podcast are available on the Argos website at www.argosmedia.com. Visit the page to follow the events that affect global commodity markets and understand their developments in Brazil and in Latin America. We'll be back soon with another edition of Market Talks. See you soon.